Welcome to Ethics and the Naval Warrior. I'm your host, Michael Sears, and today I've got the pleasure of talking with Captain Ryan Bernacki. Captain Guido Bernacchi is the Deputy Commandant for Leadership and Character Development, as well as the Director Lead Division at the Naval Academy and the Senior Naval Aviator here at Navy. As Naval Aviator, he has served with numerous fleet F-18 squadrons, including commanding VFA-192, the Golden Dragons. Of particular note, Guido was also the skipper and flight leader for the U.S. Navy Flight Demonstration Squadron, the Blue Angels. Guido, welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here with you. We've got a lot to talk about today, so let's go ahead and jump right in, and let's talk about sleep. I love it. Uh, what a what a great, important, and I think um, undervalued topic. Sleep or lack of sleep, quite frankly, th- it doesn't change you, but it makes you different. It absolutely does. So um, there's a lot of research coming out on this right now. It's a it's a I think an area where we're learning more all the time. There's there's a wide array of of experts that are working on this. One that, that I think is notable is Dr. Jonathan Barnes, who's out at the University of Washington. But, you know, we're looking at this in the military. We're looking at this in civilian research, certainly um, uh, across the board. And so I think what's really fascinating about this is it's so fundamental uh, of a topic is sleep and how little that we know. But here, here is, um, and, and so much of it is what we feel, right? Well, we, we know when we're tired. We know that, you know, that's just part of life sometimes. But I think what the more we learn about it, the more important this becomes, and we're seeing important impacts. You know, certainly we can talk about Fitzgerald and McCain in this light. In my background in naval aviation, it's been a topic from the get-go. Uh, you know, we have things like crew rest and stuff, but I feel like we're still really at odds with this in the Navy, in the Marine Corps, and just in our our application. We might kind of understand it, but we don't really apply what we what's available out there. And so here's here's where I'm going with that. I think that it's really important that we understand first and foremost uh, that fatigue accumulates. So you cannot bank sleep. You know, if I, if I sleep for 12 hours, I don't get to then spread that out over, you know, days or week. I might feel great that day. But if I have a bad night's sleep the next night, I didn't get to carry any of that over. Fatigue works the other way around. Fatigue absolutely accumulates. So if you are consistently getting four or five hours of sleep a night, something less than six, seven hours, you're going to go uh, gradually more and more fatigued. So you can you can bank it in a negative sense, um, but not in the positive way. And after uh, not even that many days, you know, a handful of days of poor sleep, it's, it's the equivalent of having missed an entire night of sleep and trying to operate as if you'd been up for more than 24 hours. Um, so that that just in and of itself, I think, is is a really important starting point. I think it's just, you know, we just we kind of just pay lip service to that and go, yeah, I'm, I'm studying hard, I'm working hard. Maybe I've got a watch bill or, you know, it's an operational requirement, so I'm just not going to get enough sleep, and that's the way it is. And that is something that's a, a really dangerous road to go down. But, you know, I, I've, I've been out of the fleet, out of the cockpit for a long time, but if I remember right, we used to say things like uh, – Hey, just kick the tire, light the fire, and you're gone. Yeah, and we, you know, or or even if we knew that there was bad sleep, you know, somebody was up all night, or just you know, we're we're running at a really high operational tempo. All we would really do is look each other in the eye and be like, "Hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good, Skipper. I'm good to go." Of course, you're going to say that, right? We're you're not going to find a, an aviator out there that's going to say, "I can't hack it," even if they were up all night with a you know crying baby or. Um, just, you know, a lot of stress, maybe they, you know, they were, they were flying late and couldn't get any sleep, whatever it is, uh, you're just going to say, I'm good to go. And, uh, and that's, 
I think where we really need to focus in and, and it applies to the to the performance in an airplane on a ship it also we're discovering really really uh, impacts our ability to make good ethical decisions so so leadership goes both ways both as the leader and as the follower so as the flight leader the squadron commander you've got a responsibility to listen to your aviators but as an aviator what do you tell you know you're at the brief and you know you're not feeling well how do you handle that? Let's say you haven't gotten enough sleep. What do you do? Yeah, so that, this is tricky, right? It depends on the question. If, if you ask me if I'm good to go, I'm probably going to say yes. In fact, even with the knowledge I've gained over the years on this, I found myself um, unable to accurately assess whether I was okay to fly or not. And that, I think, is universal. It doesn't matter how much you know experience you have operating tired whether that's coming from, you know, getting through school at, at the Naval Academy, whether that's uh, experience in the fleet. We, we as humans never have the ability, we never will have the ability to self-assess. Uh, and here's why. Is when, you, when you start to become fatigued, and especially when you're talking about chronic fatigue, where it's, it's adding up day after day, um, it absolutely is disrupting the memory consolidation. So whatever you've learned for that day, the processes that are, you know, that store memory and and, and withdrawal, recall it, are degraded. Uh, we know for a fact that that you suffer in your ability to analyze risk. So you become more risk tolerant at the same time that you are overestimating your abilities. So you think you're still good to go and you're okay with more risk, even though you're you're not as sharp. We certainly know that it slows down your your accuracy and speed for complex thought processes. Uh, and we tend to overestimate in those cases. When we know, you know, when you're cranky, you're tired, you're irritable, uh, it affects your mood. Um, that can certainly impact your leadership um, and your followership. And you're usually blind to it. You don't know why you're acting. In fact, you're not even aware that you're acting like a grouch, right? You just no. are you're tired. Right. Um, and so when you start putting all these things together and then add to it that your self-control degrades, your ability to resist temptation degrades, now you've got a recipe both for unsafe operations, whether that's in an airplane or a ship or you know, leading a platoon of Marines or whatever it is, but also you are ripe for unethical decisions for all of those reasons. And I think the most impactful thing on a uh, way to think about this is in our own lives, you know, n none of us are perfect, um, but how many times have you yourself had this experience or have you heard something along the lines of, I woke up the next morning and I couldn't believe what I had done. Wow. How many times has that happened? Um, you know, when it when it's a safety thing, like flying an airplane, you might not have the opportunity to, to wake up the next morning. Same thing with, you know, operating a ship or whatever. But how many times on an ethical decision, um, a moral decision, do you wake up having that, that oh my gosh feeling, I cannot believe I did that. Uh, and that was one of the main things that that was said in 1994 as Miz were waking up the day after their double E exams going, it was the middle of the night, it was late in the week of finals, I was really tired, somebody handed me the test, I can't believe that I actually used it and then didn't report it and all the things that followed after that. And so I think that is just, we, we have a whole lot of research that explains that now. The, that phenomenon of I woke up the next morning and I couldn't believe what I've done. Um, but we don't have a lot of good ways to address it, to get out in front of it. Um, at least that, we are, that we're widely employing. We understand it, 
but we're not doing a lot about it yet. You know, I know what to do when I have to be concerned about my nutrition or when I go to the weight room, I bring a buddy of mine who can spot for me. Can you do that relative to sleep? Yeah, you, you actually can. And I think I think you're you're hitting on something that's really, really important here. So I, I look at this this fatigue problem, um, which is which centers around our inability to self-assess as we fatigue. And the more tired we get, the worse we get at it in, in all ways. Uh, and, and so the spotter mentality is really a good one. And we, we build this in in a lot of ways, but I think it's really important that you deliberately build this into your into your construct. So leadership at all levels, right? You could be a very junior leader, maybe in charge of um, a very small number of people. You could be the commanding officer of a squadron. To me, this the spotter concept comes comes down to this. It's building ahead of time some sort of structured process, some sort of um, go-to that allows you to be backed up. So that having the humility to listen, but also really um, deliberately setting out and creating those those calm those communication pathways that, that conduit, so that when you're when you're pushing it out there and you are tired, you you're not waiting until that point for someone to come in and say, "Hey, boss," or "Hey, hey, buddy," to, you know, a wingman or whatever to say, "I think you're 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 pretty far out," you know, pushing it out there. I think you're pretty tired. Maybe we should sleep on this and make this decision later. Or let, can I help you with this? Or let me offer you uh, just a little bit of a, a of a different perspective. I think you might be might be too tired to think about this right now. So I think that's really important. I think you can also using some available, you know, really easy to access technology. You can build a lot of this in for yourself. Um, I, I figured this out several years ago, um, kind of through necessity. I was having a really hard time. Uh, sleeping with the operational constraints I had and also the stress I was under. And um, our, our flight surgeon said, hey, hey, boss, why don't you try this um, this uh, app or, or pick any one of them? But here's one. It's called uh, Sleep Time. It was free. And you just put, if you have a smartphone, you put your phone on the mattress next to you uh, and turn this thing on when you go to sleep. And in the morning, it'll give you a full report on your sleep. And it's uncanny how accurate that is just using the innate capabilities of a smartphone to, to track your sleep. And and what it will tell you every time is that you didn't sleep as well as you thought, even if you had a good night's sleep. Uh, and it will correlate really, really well with how you feel. And so you'll be you'll grow to trust it if you just get in the habit of using that every day to start your day to say, all right, where where am I? You know, some days you wake up and at your best, you're gonna be at eighty-five percent of your optimum. Maybe more, maybe less, but if you if you know that you're that you're already starting the day degraded, now you can deliberately take a more uh, you can rethink some things. You can reach out to those to that support network network and say, hey, does this mission still make sense for the day? Whatever it is, and, and you know maybe you can you can tailor it to something that's safer. Or maybe you just you just go into the decision and you tell people ahead of time, hey, watch me today. I didn't sleep real well. Um, I know I didn't sleep well, so I'm, I'm asking you to, to keep an extra close eye on me and the decisions I make. So the ethical component of this is that we know that you will be degraded if you are fatigued. You'll make bad decisions. You'll make non-optimal decisions. So get a wingman, get a spotter, get a safety driver. And all of those guys, all of those people can be either carbon-based or technology-based nowadays. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. I hadn't thought of it that way, Michael. I think that's, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, and we, and it's, 
irrefutable that I mean we just know the correlation between poor ethical decisions and fatigue is is so well established at this point that for us to to operate without building these systems into our lives, whether it's carbon based or technology based, and to just assume, well, I'll be good to go and I can figure it out for myself is not going to work. It never has, but we have, we have the ability now to understand this and take some some preemptive and proactive measures to, to, to ensure that we're, we give a, you know ourselves the best chance of success. Boss, you're making great points here. I appreciate that. We've got a lot of other things we can talk about, and I'll look forward to coming back with you, circling back with you and doing this again. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. I really enjoyed it. And what a great topic. Thanks. You've been listening to Ethics in the Naval Warrior, produced by the Boeing Leadership Innovation Lab at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. You can find more of our podcasts by visiting the Radio Stockdale page at usna.edu.